leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Square. Your restaurant runs best when everything and everyone works together. Square's integrated point of sale system offers one central place to keep cash flowing, reach more diners, and operate smarter. Square has the trusted restaurant tools and solutions to serve you, your staff, and your customers now and in the future, no matter how your business evolves. The future needs your restaurant. Get there with Square. Learn more at square.com slash audiology. Welcome to the crossover episode of the Once Upon a Sunday in Diamond State Scouting. Uh, from the Once Upon a Sunday side, we have Josh Kimmel. What's up? Uh, he, he is at, uh, at Josh Kimmel OUS. We have Davey Lehigh. What's going on? At, and his is It's Davey OUS. Sure I'm is. Josh Wingate at Josh Wingate 302. And we are brought to you by the Say It Again Network. And today with us, our special guest, we have host of the Adam Rank podcast and co-host of NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network. If you look hard enough, you can see him in Jerry Maguire. He's ah. a comedian, fantasy expert, <laughs> and third place winner at a sixth grade writing festival, Mr. Mr. Adam Rank at Adam Rank. How are you doing today? What's going on? Thank you so much for uh, having me. And I will, I know that we talked about this because we were backstage mingling before the show, like yeah. you do. Like when if I'm, if I'm at the improv, you know, I go into the back, you know, I go into the green room and, you know, hang out with the Sklar brothers or something. The Sklar brothers will let me hang out with them. They're very, they're very cool. They're nice people. Others might not let you back there. They're like, who is this guy? And who is he again? But uh, in any event, we had a time. I was, I know like nobody cares, but I've delayed on this show so often. <laughs> and I feel bad. I really do. And I want everybody to know that this is a, a solid group of young men that I'm dealing with here today. And I cannot thank you enough for being number one, accommodating for me being so understanding because I'm a jerk and I'll just, <laughs> it'll be a last. The thing is, and I told you guys this and I'm telling now the listeners is we had set this up like a month in advance. Yeah. Like usually it's a fly by night operation. I beg people, I'm like, please send me a Google calendar alert. So I can like immediately boom, it's on the calendar and everything. The first day, that we had it booked was May 12th, whatever schedule release day was. And then I had to come in hat in hand and be like, guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> schedule release, they sort of need me. But uh, we're here now, and I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be joining you. I'm sorry I've already eaten up like eight minutes of the show with that story. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. But listen, I just want to get get everybody ready. Like, settle in. Like, hit pause, like, hit pause right now. Uh, go get a Diet Pepsi. Go get a burger, whatever, whatever it is, coffee. I don't care what it is. I got my beer, beer, whatever it is, get six of them. Ah. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a time 
because I do not give short answers. And these these men have been so gracious waiting for me. I'm I've cleared this. I've cleared the calendar. Like I, there's nothing left today. This is it because I wanted to devote my time to this show. Well, there is someone that might have cleared his calendar so far. Uh, Julio Jones. Was there any news about him today? Or <laughs> what was, dude? So I'm I'm listening back, and it's so funny. Like back in the day, like if you ever like people used to listen to this thing called radio, and I know yeah. all you, you millennials are like, what the hell's radio? <laughs> There's commercials, um, but you have to tell people, you know, when you are a producer or anything like that, you have to tell people. Hey, you're going to be on the air. You know that? Okay, yeah. You're going to be on the air. Okay, just so you know. We're going live. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then he goes, Shannon just called him up <laughs> from his private line and put him on speakerphone. So kind of go, maybe that's the way that we have to do journalism, and maybe it's a way for them to drum up ratings and get people interested in what's going on in that show. Although it's it's actually not a bad show. I like. I think Shannon's come along very well. Like, I as a broadcaster, yeah. I've really come to enjoy him. Like, I think he's really good, but, like, he really put Julio out there, and I don't know. And I, I kind of, I think that it, if you're, because uh, in case you missed it, you know, Julio was on the phone with Shannon Sharp. He's like, I'm not going to Dallas. He's like, I'm out of Atlanta, but I'm not going to Dallas, which to me, I know I'm going to go 13 different directions as I'm talking about this. And I'm sorry. Like, you're already looking at your time. You're already <laughs> looking at yeah, Everybody's like, oh, what? Oh, there it is. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> but like Dallas, believe it or not, to me, and I, I'm curious if you guys agree with this. That's one of the like best landing spots for him because I don't think you're going to get a first round pick for Julio at this stage yeah. of his career. Like you would have to be yeah, a I don't real desperate so team. But I think Dallas has a valuable commodity. If you gave them a second and let's say Michael, Michael Gallup. Gallup, yeah, that would make a lot yep. of sense. Like okay, like all teams win. Atlanta doesn't fall off too much. And besides, Calvin Ridley in the four games without Julio last year played better. So you've got a guy to replace him. I mean, it's unfortunate that it's, you know, we're at a time of sports where we can't have two studs on the team at the same time unless you're forming some super team. But I do believe that, like, Dallas would make a lot of sense. Although I did say on Twitter, I'm like, this is, let's send Rodgers and Julio to Denver yeah. and let's go. <laughs> I saw that. Let's just have some fun. Like, that's, I, I kind of want to see that. That would. I be have amazing. a buddy that's a Denver fan, and I do not want to see that because the oh, conversation yeah. I would have to hear from him. Yep. So, I don't know if you – this OUS, they, they mainly do uh, – what what kind of leagues is it? It's a well, dynasty league. Dynasty leagues. We're mainly in dynasty and leagues. they also do Superflex. Mm-hmm. So do you play any of those leagues, uh, Adam? And, uh, yeah, I love – I mean, I do it all. I love dynasty. I, I'm so bummed out because I had a dynasty team. I know nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Where I had like <laughs> – Antonio Brown and OBJ, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. If you think of the way the drafts have worked out, oh my God, it was so loaded. And that team just could never win. I'm just, it's such <laughs> really? a bummer when you build a team like that. And now, and I, I did the anti-Packers move where I tried to win every year. So now I'm, I'm leveraged to the hilt. And I mean, I guess the running, back, Saquon and McCaffrey are still pretty good, but it's like, yeah, I'm like, it's not the team that it once was. And I'm like, now I would die for somebody like Michael Gallup. Like, who will give me Michael Gallup, please? I need some help <laughs> on this team. Because I just went for it and played it. And it's so interesting to me because, you know, anytime I give advice on Dynasty, it always feels like, and I wonder if you guys would agree with this, 
it always feels like when you're doing dynasty, everybody is just trying to plan five years in advance. Like, Oh, I'm setting up my team to do this. I go balls out every year. Like I'm trying to win this year. I don't care. I don't, I might, I don't want to go Kyle Shanahan on everybody. Like I might not be on this planet next year. So let me go and try to win this right now (laughs) while I have an opportunity. And it does give you, it does put you in these spots where you're like, uh, I got to, I got to try to dig myself out of a hole and I always have like a couple of like great players and then I'm trying to fill in around it like my baseball dynasty league is like that too where I've got Trout and Mookie Betts and you know but now I'm like trying to dig out of that hole and so and yep. Superflex of course I know you also mentioned that Superflex yeah here's what I will say about Superflex I like it because then you have to pay attention to quarterbacks because quarterback it's so dumb Yep. To be in like a 10 or 12 team league. And it's like, I'm not drafting a quarterback at all. And I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to pick up Matthew Stafford off the waiver wire. At least with Superflex, you have to pay attention to the quarterback position. And it behooves you to have three of them just in case one of those guys goes down. You're speaking my language with the win now thing. Like, I don't understand people who just collect <laughs> first round picks and first round picks and first round picks. Win. The point is to win now. What are we doing? I have these guys who trade who draft Saquon a year later, trade him for the 101. It's like, dude, yeah. you have Saquon. What do you need the 101 for? The 101's a one <laughs> a crapshoot. You don't know if it's going to be Saquon again. It's just crazy, man. But in the Superflex yeah. leagues, you're right. Like, I'm drafting Tay- Tyrod Taylor. He's valuable in the Superflex. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. looking at guys like that. Even Davis Mills, the rookie out of uh, Houston, you don't know if he's going to start. So I grabbed him too. <laughs> yeah, if the Texans, if the Texans, uh, training staff is as competent as the chargers <laughs> that maybe uh davis yeah. mills will be having having to play sooner <laughs> rather than later yeah we even saw jordan love go for a lot more money in the startup Ooh. auction than i thought i was like whoa like this is it's a it was a new world for me being that this is my first time in a dynasty my first time in a super flex so all this new stuff hitting me at once and i i think i did make the uh the the mistake of spending more on young people and hoping they pan out rather than getting true players that I know are already good. So I've got the, uh, I've got the cam Akers and JK Dobbins riding almost all my money. So hopefully that's, they end up being all right. That's, that's not a bad, that, that's still, I still would kind of classify that Dave as a, as a win now attitude. Cause cam Akers is going to probably go in the first round. Like as we're doing more and more mock drafts, like you're starting to see it. Like, yeah, these guys are creeping up. It's the same thing with um, Najee Harris. It's like, and I was telling Marcus this when we were doing one of our shows. I go, listen, it's cool to sit here and be like, yeah, I don't think I would draft him in the first round, but you know that he's going in the first round because it only takes one person in your draft to yeah. be like, oh, I think this person should go in the first round. Jonathan Taylor. I know there's a lot of people like there's a lot of groundswell for Jonathan Taylor right now. But again, it takes one person. I'm usually that person now um, who will go heavy into Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, all it takes is one. And I think Cam Akers is in a very similar situation. You know, I'm curious too, because Sean McVay has always been a guy that anytime they get inside the 10 or the five yard line, they always give the ball to the running back. Mm -hmm. And it was Todd Gurley for a number of years. And last year, I was kind of bullish on Jared Goff because I'm like, well, Gurley's gone then maybe they'll turn it over to Jared Goff. And that did not happen. They went with Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and, of course, at the end of the season, it was Cam Akers. 
I'm curious to see if that changes with Matthew Stafford because now I'm buying in again for the same reason. Like, hey, now now when they get near the goal line, Sean McVay is not going to be of the mind of like, my quarterback sucks. I need to run the foot. Like, we're lucky to get here. Like, let's just walk it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a golf analogy of like, hey, like I think when Sean McVay was the guy who like anytime he got close to the green, he's not chipping. He's putting everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, those people like you're way off the green. You're like, I'm putting just because it feels safer. <laughs> I think now because I've noticed that in my game where yeah. it's like now I'm more of like I'm chipping this ball like I'm get get that putter. Put that back. In the, although my friend points out, listen to me. This is now turning into a humble brag about my golf game. Uh, <laughs> my buddy's always like your putter's your best club. So you actually should be putting. But he's like, do you? Yeah. And I'm like, OK, like you don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> But I'm hopeful that Sean McVay does that because I've been drafting. I've been every time I mock now, I've been getting Stafford over and over again. So I'm going to either be very verklempt at the end of the season or I will be laughing, telling everybody, you know, told you so. So when you're mocking, is K-Makers going in the first round in redraft? I'm trying. If I do it with people, it, it totally does. And if I use Fantasy Pros, I don't think Fantasy Pros has adjusted it yet. So it's like, ah, don't quite have to go for Cam Akers just yet. So it's yeah. it, it's just dependent on the platform. But I just know that the way the summer goes, you know, as more and more people start doing more mocks, people talk themselves into things. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, no, this is a like yeah. even something you probably shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm going to talk myself into this. Like, they will do – they'll – They'll read something, and it, mm-hmm. all it takes is one person on Twitter. Because if you're already of the mind of, like, I want to do this, all it takes is one person saying, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I totally love this player. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm in. Like, although yeah. I'm I'm sort of the opposite. Because, <laughs> like, I'll be bullish on a player like Jonathan Taylor, and then you'll see somebody. And this isn't, this isn't directed at, like, any one person. But, like, if somebody's like, I love Jonathan Taylor, you're like, okay, I'm rethinking this. Not, not that it's a damnation. Not that it's a damnation on anybody, but I also like to be a little bit of a maverick of, uh, yeah. you know, being out on my own on things. And I know, you know, it's sort of the loneliest place to be sometimes. But I noticed, um, like, for the last couple of years, I've been very high on drafting Travis Kelsey of the mind of, like, hey, you know, like, nobody at his position can put up the numbers that he does and the drop-off from Kelsey to the number two guy, even last year when it was Darren Waller, Waller had some uneven performances where it seemed Travis Kelsey week in a week out was so consistent. And I always tell people this too, last year who are like not on board with this way of thinking. I said, tell me last year, if you would have made, and I'm not saying draft Travis Kelsey over Christian McCaffrey, which would have worked out last year. But I mean, like as a overall point, like if you would have taken Travis Kelsey is a top pass catcher and you took him over Michael Thomas, like your season probably would have been a little bit different. I could probably guarantee you. And if you were like me, cause I was taking a lot of Devonte Adams in the second round that always worked out. It didn't work out in the championship because for, for some, for whatever reason I went Owen six in championships, but in any of it, I got there, but I like to be, but I, what I'm, I, what I guess I'm saying, I'm talking way too much. I can already feel it. No, okay. you're not. It's perfect. I can already, I can already feel it. Like so no, you're. Like, I promise you, you're not. 
people are tuning in and they're like, does Rank ever shut up? <laughs> so they asked, they asked him a question about Mountain Dew, and all of a sudden he's talking about Travis Kelsey for no reason. Hey, yeah, that's just the way my mind works. We uh, so we know that you're a, Bear, a Bears fan. What? We, we've heard about it. I've a heard. Little bit. And you guys just drafted via Davies' team over here. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We gave you a nice little pick there. Yep. Wait, who was it? Uh, the Giants. Uh, Giants traded and gave you guys that. <laughs> I was Justin waiting, Fields. I was waiting. Yeah. You know what? You waited. I was Justin Fields. A, I was gonna just. I was gonna spit. You were gonna wait. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you made me you. wait for it too long. Yeah, I, I was, swallowed. I had, stop, I had to stop right as soon as I realized what you were doing. Are we not? <laughs> are like, we not oh. doing phrase? Anyways, yeah, it's okay. But you you tweeted out that your NFC North QB rankings. Um, <laughs> you you've already mentioned it that Jared Goff is the worst, and you you said if Rogers leaves, this is how it would be. Yeah. Justin Fields number one, Kirk Cousins yeah. number two, Andy Dalton, which. I think Andy Dalton needs to be much lower after being a Cowboys fan. Uh, Nick Foles, Jordan Love, and then Kellen Mond. And then Goff. <laughs> and then Goff. And then Goff. So, is, uh, poor Goff. That is, this has been one of my favorite things of all time because um, get ready for another story. No, I, um, I'm doing that, and <laughs> I hope that when you put Kellen Mond in there, it will then read more as like, ah, this guy's just having a go. Like he's having yeah. fun with your go. Yeah. People in Detroit <laughs> apparently do not have a sense of humor because they were pissed. Oh, yeah. Really? How does this guy, like, look at this clickbait garbage. I'm like, there's no link. There's no link. I'm not asking you to click into anything. I'm just giving you this stupid ranking. Yeah. It's clearly tongue in cheek. From a bear, like this guy must be a Bears fan. You're like nailed it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, I, I mean, let's to... be technical though. With Justin Fields being number one, it's kind of correct if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> not saying it's not correct, but I'm clearly biased. And I was, I'll be honest, I was a huge Justin Fields guy going into this draft. And if you, I'm if you annoyingly follow me on Instagram, there was a lot of Justin Fields stuff. And the night before the draft, I posted one of the color, one of the jersey swaps. And I'm like, let me just, for one one more sleep, give yeah. me the delusion. that it, Especially <laughs> after what happened with the whole Russell Wilson thing. Like, I was, I was preparing myself to fail again. And yeah. I know a lot of people, it's funny, too, because people are like, oh, I thought you were all in on Russell Wilson. I'm like, well, yeah, that didn't work out. I've had to move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, like, ah, it, it's gone now. Like, there's nothing else we can do about that. And the Russell Wilson flirtation was fun. And I know that I went all in on, by the way, I know that I went a little overboard on that. And it's one of those things that people are like, don't you feel silly? And I'm like, I don't at all. <laughs> like Russ, it would have been silly if, if Russell Wilson hadn't mentioned us and we had like worked our way into the conversation. Like if he had listed four teams and we weren't one of them, like it would have been dumb to be like, what about us? Why aren't we doing yeah. this? He mentioned, we were mentioned there. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if uh, Gal Gadot was like, hey, I'm not getting divorced, but if I did, here are four people I would hook up with. And if she listed <laughs> me as one of them, I would be very excited about this. Yeah. To the point where I would tell my wife, like, you know, um, leave. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's Gal Gadot. Like, what do you want from me? I'm a human being. <laughs> it feels so good. It feels good to, like, thrive and live in that dream scenario for a little bit. It's great. You know what? Like, Perhaps in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but they took a swing and they took a run at it. You know, I, I would, I would tweet out Gal like, yeah, I'm in. So that just to let you know, if something does happen, well, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> uh, I would make my pitch and then move on. And 
you know, Ryan Pace made his pitch, and Seattle was like, you know what? Not quite going to work out for us. We'll probably keep one of the best quarterbacks in the game, yeah. which is fair. All right, that makes sense. Um, I have no hard feelings to that. So, yeah, so you move on. And we got Justin Fields, who I think, you know, I, I don't understand why he wasn't the number two, the consensus number two quarterback in the draft. Should have been Justin Fields. Well, to me, like, I get Zach Wilson. Like, who did he? Like, I don't like the Mountain West quarterbacks, but BYU left the Mountain West, so screw them. No. Um, but the competition, like, he was tearing up this competition during a COVID year, and it wasn't even Mountain West level. No. Like, okay, like, you're Zach Wilson reminds me of the dude who was playing NCAA 14 and building this sick dynasty, but he's playing against the computer. Like, of course you should be beating yeah. the computer. Oh, like That's, Big Cat in, uh, in COVID time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With dogs or whatever yes. like the coach was. Um, so, like, yeah, like that's one thing. Like, Zach Wilson and then Trey Lance, God bless the 49ers. You saw what we went through with Mitch Trubisky, and it was the same type of thing. Like, yeah, I know the guy hasn't played a lot of football, mm-hmm. but he's tall. He's got a great arm. He's very athletic. I'm like, you guys, like, this doesn't. Like, okay, don't don't <laughs> take the stud who's been tearing up, you know, yep. pack or not pack five, big five or whatever they call the five majors or whatever conference. Yeah. But, um, like, he's been doing it. And I know he didn't play well against Alabama, but he still was tearing up Clemson, outplaying Trevor Lawrence. So, all right, I'll take that guy if you don't want him. So I'm very excited about this. And no. as we get closer, too, I'm also of, like, yeah, he's got to start week one. Like, I was of, like, like, maybe week nine, maybe week four against Detroit. Now I'm like, screw it, just week one. Let's just go. Yeah, he's, he's got to. I, I'm a big uh, NFL draft guy, so I evaluate all the players and everything. And my only knock on Justin Fields was he tried too hard. Like, he didn't know when to give up. And I mean that's not a, a bad knock on a player. It's just no. I mean no, and that, there's a lot of that to it. And you know, I don't want to use this opportunity to drag Mitch Trubisky, but when you don't play a lot of quarterback, there's a lot of nuance yeah. that, that goes that goes into it. And you heard Matt and you heard Matt Nagy talk about this uh, coming off the mini camp of whenever you have a quarterback like and Matt had to go with it go through this even taking over as coach of the bears is you've got to evaluate your quarterback and say, what does he, what, what does he know? What, what can we, what does he already know? What do we trust him with? How do we start? And the foundation that you were starting off with, with Mitch Trubisky was very limited. I mean, he didn't know how to take snaps from center. The very first snap he took from center as a rookie, Trubisky fumbled the football. Like it's just as like, okay, we're, we're starting from the – this was a guy that should have been in a, a similar situation to Jordan Love to where you don't need to play for three years, and then maybe you will grow into being a very good NFL quarterback. And I think now going to Buffalo, playing behind Josh Allen as the vegan version of Josh Allen, perfect for him. Like, that's right where he should be. I think Justin Fields starts off with a bigger foundation. Like he does more things. It's you're buying a car that's already got more options on it. It's like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't have to put in an air conditioning into this car. We can already go. So I think that that part of it's going to set him ahead. And I think it's also one of the reasons why he ends up starting. 
With Justin Fields there, opposed to Andy Dalton, does this mean bigger numbers for Allen Robinson or bigger numbers for David Montgomery, like the running game? Like, I'm just curious about that. Like, what's going to happen there? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious, too, to see if uh, Justin Fields kind of pulls a Cam Newton where he starts just, when he gets inside that five, he's dialing up his own number. One's running it in. Like, there's a very good possibility of that. Like, mm-hmm. he could just be like, I'm keeping it. Like, I'm just, you know, and we see that with quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson does that. And uh, some of the other guys, too, who just call their own number. Even last year, if you think about what, because I kind of see Justin in a similar mold like Dak Prescott. And last year, during Dak, Dak had, what, nine touchdown passes in those first couple of games. He ran in three. He caught one. So, I could see, you know, that's. That could be kind of a thing that hurts David Montgomery, but could open it up for him because you've got a, a running presence. And then Alec Robinson's going to be a stud. And I think the, the biggest factor for him is how much Darnell Mooney. Yes, Mooney. Dude, and this is the thing. I'm too. so excited for Mooney. <laughs> I love how butthurt Jalen Ramsey's getting. And Jalen is all like, oh, I got all these fan bases mad at me. And I'm like, bro, like you don't. Nobody is mad at you. The person who is mad <laughs> is you. You're the one who's upset. Like, you are going on all the like, – I went and looked because I'm like, how many fall? Like, does Jalen Ramsey have a, like not, not have a lot of followers? He's got a million followers on Instagram. <laughs> I have way less than that. It is hard for me to keep up when people tag me and stuff. Like, I'll miss stuff for months, and I'll feel bad. Like, oh, my God, sorry I missed this. It went to a different folder or whatever. I can't imagine, and even like the people who aren't following Jalen Ramsey who are tagging him and stuff, how are you keeping up with this? How do you have the time to go to every Bears fan page and being like, this doesn't bother me? Like, okay, well, you're spending a lot of time telling us that it doesn't bother you. We're pointing out the whole thing is like, oh, yeah, like Darnell Mooney really spun him around here. Like, that's a great route. Like, this is why we're excited for Darnell Mooney, Foles couldn't complete the pass. You could be like, well, he was under pressure, whatever. Like, bro, you got to make that throw. Like, you got to know where he's going to be. So, in any event, you know, like, that's what Bears fans were doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, he made some great moves. And um, and then here comes Jalen Ramsey. Like, you guys are all mad. I'm like, I'm not pissed at all. He looked great. Like, <laughs> I, held him to, I held him to zero catches. And we're like, yeah, we know. We've acknowledged that our quarterback sucked. Like, that's why, that's why that, like, it is, there's that meme. I know Andrew Hawkins will, like, tweet this out a lot. It's the video of, like, the cornerback getting beat and then, but the quarterback overthrows it or underthrows it. And the, ah, I got him. Yeah. No, like, you are celebrating something you shouldn't be celebrating. Like, most of the times, and this has happened to me, if I hit a ball into the woods and it ricochets off a tree and lands in the middle of the fairway, I walk down the fairway going, Oh my God, I can't believe you. Thank you. Golf gods. I know you're going to, I know you're going to give me a lip out later this afternoon to make up for this. But for right now, I'm very excited for this. I don't walk around strutting like Rory McElroy being like, yeah, that's how good I am. Like, no bro, you got beat. That's all you had. You just had to ignore it. Like you don't even have to acknowledge it. And then it was um, Darnell. What's his name from the Packers also had to start chirping. Savage. Yeah. Yeah, Darnell Savage. We're like, hey, uh, Mooney beat you too. Why? Why don't we dial up this play? And I know. And then he comes back again. 
These guys love to tell you how mad they aren't over and over again by answering every single person. Oh, I'm not mad. Blah, blah, blah. I had, I had two picks. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it was Mitch Trubisky. You had two picks. Congratulations. You nailed it. That's, that's another Madden thing. Who hasn't had two picks against Mitch Trubisky? I mean, like, what, and by the way, there's also a stat, too, where, like, Mitch, Mitch has never thrown a pick six ever. And I'm like, well, he is pretty athletic. Like, yeah. it's hard to get past him. <laughs> he might actually, he might have been one of those players they should have converted to defense. Safety. Because yeah. he'd probably be sick. Like he'd probably be, like, he'd probably be like a Harrison Smith type of guy. Although Harrison Smith is the guy that ruined his career. Because um, there was a play during 2018 where Smith hit him late. So Mitch dove, but he's given himself up. And then Harrison hit We had to interrupt this Adam Rank interview with some breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. And the news you've all been waiting for, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Eh? This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the first people to get our hands on it and share the good news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trusted in Manscaped. Exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with, with the code OUS at manscaped.com. Now look, I'm one of the first people to get the 4.0. I got it a couple weeks ago, and I'm freaking blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on this thing are amazing. Next level. They have a new ceramic blade and skin safe technology. It's so good right to the, like it shaves everything you need to shave down there. It makes sure that your testes are safe as possible. What makes the 4.0 better than the 3.0 or different? It's got a multi-function on and off switch that can engage a travel lock created for people who would like to travel. The lawnmower 4.0 gives you an ability to turn off the 4,000K, was it 4,000K? 4000K LED spotlight on and off whenever you need it. And looks wise, it is sleek with the two-tone matte and gloss finish. You're going to want to show this thing off to everyone that comes in your house. So like I said before, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off free shipping with the code OUS at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to Adam Rank and the boys. Those cousins, and I was like... But the same thing, I think you responded and said, dude, I ranked Cousins second. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, I actually was taking it. The other, I'm like, do you guys think he sucks? Yeah. What, I, what like, do what, you want from me here? What was the argument? Like, that was the one yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> like, you can, okay. Like, it is one of those things, like, Bears fan, excited about Justin Fields. Okay. Like, I would have taken it that way. If I would have put Kellen Mond ahead of Kirk Cousins, I would have taken it. Because I thought about that, too. I almost I almost put oh, Kellen man. Mond second. Just, that would have been awesome. Just to really go. But uh, I'm like, not to keep it realistic, but I'm like, ah, just still, like, okay, just to put some fun into it. And uh, I just asked. I also asked Detroit fans. Like, I got to be honest. Like, you guys probably didn't watch a lot of L.A. Rams games. It's my only – my only takeaway yeah. from that whole thing, because I feel like because they play in that early window so much, the noon window, that once three o'clock rolls around, they're so pissed about their own team. They're like, I'm not watching the Rams. So it's understandable. You didn't see a lot of Jared Goff, but everybody out here from Southern California, where I live, is like, yeah, that's appropriate. They're like, is there, is there another guy? Like, who are you missing? Like, it feels like there's another quarterback. <laughs> that we should throw because like John Wolford came in last year 
for the Rams and was remarkably better. Like you could already <laughs> tell the Rams were better. Like when when they rushed Jared Goff back into the playoff game, I'm like, what are they doing? Like I get it. Like ah, they've been there before. Like he's he's led his team to the Super Bowl. I'm like, sort of, but. I, I think if you have McVay and a quarterback who can run, I think that's better off than what you've got working with, which is kind of a surprising to me too, that the Rams paid so much for Stafford who I don't, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit for his athleticism, but I'm like, Oh, like, could you this leads me to believe like maybe Deshaun Watson isn't getting traded or maybe the allegations against him are serious enough. Cause I'm like, God, Deshaun Watson playing in LA for what they gave up. It feels like, you know, you kind of I would have yeah. at least called like the Texans have been known to give give stuff away for pretty cheap. So I might have I might have fired in on that. Yeah, Arizona's pretty happy with how cheap they, they give stuff away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that I always contend too, because that was back when Bill O'Brien was running thing. I'm like, did anybody ever think like Arizona? Like if you're looking at a directory, Arizona is the first number you would come across. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, did you just make one call? Like, hey, what do, you, what do you give me? What, what would you for give me for DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins? And Steve Kime is just, like, joking around. She's being like, I don't know. I'll give you a couple of seconds. And uh, David Johnson. And he's, like, trying not to laugh. And then the guy's like, sold. Like, what? Like, if that. What this was, just happened? What was Arizona's first offer? Like, how low was the bar set already to where Steve Kime was like, I'll give you a third rounder. And Bill O'Brien's like, no, no, got to at least be a second. They're like, okay. And David Johnson. Fine. Okay. Like, to me, I, I want to – I keep telling the producers of NFL Network, I'm like, you guys have to do a football life on that trade because I want to know how it came about, how – like, that was the best offer – in the entire NFL, the, <laughs> nobody else. Like, if assuming you're not trading them to Indy, Jacksonville, or Tennessee, and maybe you don't want to send them to the AFC. Yeah. Of all these NFC, like the Packers weren't in on this. The Rams, the Bears, even like what? Is, what? I don't know. I, I want to. I want a football life on that trade at some point. Yeah. In fantasy Good. world, that's like sending the cold trade. Like you're, you're sitting in bed before you go to sleep, and you're sending cold trades out. Like hey, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll ask for this guy, and you wake up the next morning. Well, he accepted oh, that, yeah. and then the whole oh, league my. blows up, and you're like, you're getting text messages like, what? He accepted that veto, veto. Like that's that's kind of what happened. Yeah, how it, that you would have been kicked out of a fantasy league. <laughs> but like, what did you guys do? Like, nope. Yeah. And that started off a whole conversation about dynasty leagues and like, what a dynasty. I'm like, shut up. That is the dumbest trade <laughs> ever like that. Uh, like what did Stefan Diggs like Stefan Diggs got a first round pick. Oh, yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't you use that as a baseline of like what you should be re- getting? Re- and who was the, who was the free agent? Like, oh, I think Todd Gurley still hadn't signed, but there was another guy. Who was of the ilk of David Johnson that you were like, well, you could have just signed this guy for free. Devonta Freeman, I think it was. Like, wouldn't you rather get a first and just sign Devonta Freeman as opposed to whatever? David just Johnson. Trade. So our, our buddy Jake Vogel has asked, uh, who's your top rookie sleeper for this year in fantasy? I don't talk to Jake. Jake and I are Jake. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk. Uh, I'm right there with you. 
Jake is worn. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> you know what? Um, sleeper is always interesting. You know, what? I I, yeah. do wanna, I don't think this guy's a sleeper, but allow me just to say something real quick about Javante Williams. Is I know a lot of people, like a lot of people. Oh my gosh, Josh! <laughs> I know a lot of people will um, won't take it. Like uh, not with not with Melvin Gordon there, and it's like this is the kind of stuff that you miss out on thinking about who's starting in week one and not having the presence of mind to think about who is going to be the starter in week 16. Because yep. a lot of people last year said the same GD thing about Jonathan Taylor. The God, not with Marlon Mack there, bro. Never draft that guy ever. Not drafting him. Marlon Mack's there. Like it's okay. Like that. Well then that's why he's not a first rounder. That's why you get him a little bit cheaper, but this guy can, can play football like he's a good player and at some point during the season whether melvin gordon goes down with an injury or not he's going to usurp him because he's just a better player than melvin gordon who i have a lot of respect i think melvin gordon's a serviceable nfl player but williams strikes me as a guy who will come in and they'll take a look at him and they'll be like okay like he's gonna have to probably improve in pass protection and things like that and it'll be the kind of thing that for the first four to six weeks of the season People will be blowing up my mentions, be like, hey, nice call on Javante Williams. Clown, clown. I'll, I'll post a photo of my daughter on Instagram. People are like, clown, Javante Williams, remember that one? Clown. Oh, you suck. Why does this guy even have a job? Three and 13, like the whole gamut. Um, and then in week 14, when this guy becomes a starter and you're starting him in your week 17 championship game, you, we won't hear from you. You will be gone. You'll, no. be, dust, you'll be in the wind. Never, like, I don't mind. Like, I legitimately don't mind. Like, I think it's fun. Like, people are going to interact. Ah, oh, you're going to talk your ass. Like, it's fine. Like, say what you got to say, but just be accountable. And I, I will also, I will point out, there are people every once in a while who will show up and be like, hey, like, actually, that's kind of a good call on Jonathan Taylor. Like, thank you for that. Or Justin Williams. Like, there was some guy, because I still have the screen grab on my phone. I just saw it the other day. Is, um, I was talking about Justin Williams or excuse me, Justin Jefferson. And uh, I go, well, I called it last year. And the guy's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, check my story. And I posted it in my stories. And it was like a whole thing about like, if he goes to a team like the Vikings, <laughs> he's going to end up being the top receiver. I'm like, I don't know. How much, <laughs> like, listen, three and 13 happened. Um, I've made some other dumb picks, but when I get it right, like that's, that's all I ask is like, just when I'm like, Hey, but not always just give me the, like, not always like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you were right there. You know, I'm trying we, to think of last year. Who was I, who yeah. was like super hyper on last year? Probably chase Edmonds. Oh, mm. a lot of those second round running backs. I was terrible with Josh Jacobs kind of blue. Although I was taking him as an RB too, but you know, like you make, you make mistakes. Like, we all make mistakes, but every once in a while you're like, Hey, we'll nail it. But I think that, uh, I think Javante Williams is somebody, I know he's not technically a sleeper, um, but just letting people know, like you should, he should still be on your draft board. Undervalued, and, then, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a little bit undervalued. Uh, Amon St. Brown, uh, Armand, Aramon St. Brown. God, that family. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, those like, names. <laughs> he's uh, Equinemius and his brother, and they yep. played here locally in Orange County. So I've seen them since high school. That's a good player. I think that he goes – he actually goes into a really good situation where, gosh, like who's he competing with for targets? 
Yeah, exactly. Hawk. Quint- Quintez Cephas. Perryman. Or, uh, yeah, you're like, he's in a pretty, really nice spot. So I love him. I love uh, Terrace. Um, Marshall. Uh, the other, uh, yeah, Terrace Marshall. I really do believe, not that he'll do the Justin Jefferson, but I think going into a situation like he did, a team that lost Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore is there, who's obviously the number one wide receiver, who's going to take a lot of, a lot of, a lot of double teams. Like Terrace could actually go out there and make some moves, and uh, towards the end of the season, be a very valuable commodity. So that's been somebody that I've been kind of stashing as well. Feel like he's going to be a boomer bust guy, and it also will yeah. be dependent on how well Sam Darnold develops this year. I'm a big yeah. Sam Darnold guy, another Orange County kid. Um, so I kind of like those I'm guys. A- I'm a big Sam Darnold guy, too. I think the reason he didn't do well with the Jets is the coach, not the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, And there's also, like, you can look at, like, we have recent recent evidence of somebody who played for Adam Gase, was thought to be a washout, and then goes to Tennessee and is able to turn around his career. Yeah. And now yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Hey, listen, Ryan Tannehill's not Patrick Mahomes, but I think that's a guy that can win a lot of playoff games down the mm-hmm. road for you. I think he's pretty good. So I'm with Sam Darnold. And it just, I don't know. I just, Adam Gase is so interesting to me because what did, what was, what do they always say about Adam Gase? It's like, hey, like Peyton Manning and Jay Cutler had their best careers ever with Adam Gase. And I'm like, okay, so let me, let me see. Let's, let's break this down for a moment. So you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Peyton Manning had their greatest seasons with Adam Gase, and suddenly that gets them a job? Like, okay. And then for him to get hired immediately by the Jets, the Jets, who saw them twice a year, I want to know what was going on (laughs) in the Jets' management team to where they would watch those games and be like, God, if we had a coach like Adam Gase, we'd be unstoppable. (laughs) I could see if, like, Carolina had hired him. You hadn't really had a close-up look at him or something but like you were in the division you knew he sucked why did you Uh hire him i i just i talked to a bunch of people and and we all came to the conclusion we all want peyton man and say this guy is my head coach because you get two jobs out of it and it's a beautiful thing i don't know how peyton manning saying you're a good head coach and then having a a stint in miami where you did terrible and then go into the Jets, and then they realize you're awful at being like, a head coach. Oh, uh, yeah, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. I remember early in the year, I was like, I'm just not picking the Jets to win because yeah. Adam Gase is their head coach. And that's my only need to tell you is that Adam Gase is their head coach. Yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan, and I was stoked that he went to the Jets. I was like, let's go. Like, go to the Jets, please. Like, at least we'll finish third now instead of last. This is awesome. Yes. What was it like, Kimmel, when you saw the rumors coming out? Like, Ace could be the next Jets head coach. You're like, I don't believe this. Or- I was like, there's no way. Like, how could he ever get a coaching job, a head coaching job again? And then they did it. And I'm like, cool. This is like the coolest thing in my uh, – this is the best acquisition of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved every second. I, I remember this offseason, Philadelphia, they were talking Philadelphia, Mike Edel. And I was like, oh, crossing my, my fingers. <laughs> I Oh, oh man, God. that would be great. I just, yes, it's been wonderful. I'm trying to – I'm forgive me. I should be up to speed on this. Is he even an offensive coordinator anywhere? Like, did he get picked I up? don't believe so, I don't no. think so. Nah, I, I, I think, think the NFL got it right. It seems like something I would remember. 
Because yeah, even the like fellow's kind of right for once. Yeah, because even these guys, sometimes like it makes sense. Like Anthony Lynn going to Detroit, and people are like, "Oh, he sucked." I'm like, I, I don't think Anthony Lynn sucks. Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on when you're an NFL head coach, and I think that one of the things that he really had a had a trouble with was at the end of games using timeouts and game oh, yeah. management. Terrible game management. Like this wasn't great. And I think that one of the reasons he was hired is because he was a good offensive coordinator. So it makes yeah. sense for him to go to Detroit. And I think that, you know, when Dan Campbell flames out immediately, uh, Anthony Lynn could – and Anthony Lynn might actually get another opportunity because those are the kind of guys where – I look at because like offense because like the thing with Gase is like it's not like Sam Darnold was tearing it up. It's not like Tannehill was tearing it up. At least Anthony Lynn can have in his in his arsenal his disposal. Like look at the season that Justin Herbert had under me. Like okay, like yeah, that's that's a good selling point. That's that's enough to lead me. And for Detroit, you're like okay, like okay, like I could see somebody getting another chance. You know, like perhaps he's. He's going to use this opportunity to improve his game management and things like that. Sometimes it takes somebody, you know, a second go around. Bill Belichick had to do it a second go around. Like Pete Carroll, you know, there's there's instances of these guys like uh, Gary yeah. Kubiak. Okay, there's okay, fine. Gase did not ever strike me in that mold of like, no. I don't need to see his act again. At least not immediately. At least not in the division. And by the way, speaking of this, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. And I know you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> Everything with Mike McCarthy. I was thinking about this today with Dallas's situation. Here we go. No, listen. <laughs> Here's my thing. Here's my thing with Dallas is Mike McCarthy. Like a lot of it, you're the, hey, Super Bowl winning coach. You know, sometimes, you know, these guys just need another opportunity to go out there. But the one thing that always was hanging over Mike McCarthy, the obvious knock. This is why he couldn't stay out of the game too long, because they couldn't see they couldn't see Matt Lafleur flourish, and then realize like, oh, this is all Aaron Rodgers. Like that was the one knock about Mike McCarthy of like, ah, it's all Aaron Rodgers, and so McCarthy had to get out there and get a job quickly before people were like thinking about it. And last year was his opportunity to prove that that wasn't the case. And last year, I think he kind of proved like how much he depended on Aaron Rodgers. Now, on one sense, yeah, you could be like, "Well, they lost Dak Prescott." Okay, but you were one in three going into that Giants game that he got hurt. Like Dak Prescott was sending setting all these records, and I will give Mike McCarthy for credit for that. But you were one in three, and you had an opportunity with Andy Dalton to go out there and prove, like, "Hey, the quarterback doesn't make me." I make these teams and he didn't do it. And I think the biggest one, the most glaring one to me was the Thanksgiving game being blown out by the football team. Like that was again, Dallas was three and seven going into that game. And that was a good record for the NFC East in control. Like <laughs> literally could, could have yeah, controlled well, the division was, yeah. with a win. And he got blown out Antonio Gibson running wild. Now, obviously you get one year of like, that's the defensive coordinator's fault. So you fire Mike Nolan, you bring yeah. in Dan Quinn, which again, this is another one of those things like maybe not the best head coach, but was a very good defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Love that hire. I think that's a great hire. 
Yeah. But they're kind of but they're kind of like it's can you see history repeating itself where Mike McCarthy is playing the Wade Phillips role, Kellen Moore, who's under contract through 2023, is now in the Jason Garrett role, and if Mike McCarthy starts off yeah. 1 and 5 because they open up with Tampa Bay, they open up with the Rams before they have they have three winnable games after that with the Eagles, the Panthers, and the um, Giants before they go to New England. Yeah, they go two roadies, three at home, and then at New England. Like if they're they're one and four, or whatever, I don't know. I think Kellen Moore. Can I don't think they team. they fire him mid season because that's not a Jerry Jones thing to do. That's true. But I yeah, if it wasn't I do kind of see because because they did give Kellen Moore the uh, big extension that they gave uh, Jason Garrett a couple years back. Right. I just. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see it because I don't know if Kellen Moore has it in him. I mean, he's very young, very new. I mean, it's the hot thing to do. I just don't know if he's ready to be a head coach in the NFL. That's very true. You know, and you could have said, yeah, but you do. I guess you're right because um, Jerry is loyal to a fault. I mean, yeah. Jason Garrett hung around forever. <laughs> forever. I don't, I don't trust coaches that don't yeah, wear thanks ball for that. caps. <laughs> I mean, I guess Bill Belichick doesn't wear a hat, but it yeah, just you got to kind of. But he McVay, cuts the sleeves off, so you you can trust yeah, him from that. That's true. McVay doesn't wear a hat. But, Kingsbury, but Kyle Kyle Shanahan does, and I don't know what to make of Matt Nagy being the bald guy with the visor. I'm like I don't know. <laughs> Jury's still out on you. Do anyone like? Does any coach wear a visor? Is it like actually successful? Does Gruden still wear a visor? I think Gruden Gruden's been wearing hats again. Okay. Remember last year he had the the Oakland hat on or something? Oh yeah. What a money! It was like a prime time game too. <laughs> he had an Oakland hat, like you guys. It you was a disaster. Man, you might as well wear an LA, LA Raiders hat. Just go, go full heel at that point. Oh man. That's... Yeah, Sean Payton and uh, Doug Peterson were big visor guys too. Uh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Doug Peterson Jake, wore a we hat, as our friend Jake Wait, said. Did... Wait, what? Is... Jake, fly that graphic again for Jake. Is Jake recently married? I'm not sure. He might be. Oh, if he is. Uh, Jake, are you recently married? If you are, congratulations. But anyway, we we kind of got off the rails there for a a little bit. Really? I got off the rails. That's not that's not the Adam Rank I know. Jake, what was the question that was asked that spun me into talking about dragging Mike McCarthy for no other reason, just to make? I think it was. Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the sleep, sleeper wide receivers. Yeah, sleep, or sleeper. Yeah, sleeper. <laughs> he and just celebrated his one-year anniversary. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. So anyway, the player I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now, since the beginning of all this, I've, I've been hearing that Trey Lance has been going in Dynasty Superflex Leagues, uh, 102 and 103, somewhere between that. Yep. I want to get your opinion because I got a big opinion on that. He's going ab- above Justin Fields sometimes and going above are, Zach Wilson. I think people are trusting the coach. I think that's what they see. I mean, you, you see what Kyle Shanahan does, even when he's got to go out there with C.J. Beathard or Nicky Mullins mm-hmm. or any one of those guys. Like, they're still competent-looking quarterbacks. So you can't take that away from Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Even, like, Jimmy Garoppolo does pretty well, you know? I – I can understand that. 
But at some point, understanding that coaching tenures can be so tenuous, I would just rather have the better player. And I think Justin Fields is a better player. That is going to be my opinion, and I could be proven incorrect, and I will I will return after I cancel on you four times and admit <laughs> that I was mistaken because I understand that there's no, there's no guarantee. By the way, did you guys know this? So I know that people make – Anytime you want to be a happy for Justin Fields, people are like, oh, Ohio State quarterbacks, which is the laziest stuff ever. Yes. And I always ask people, like, well, you know, how great had Texas Tech quarterbacks been? How great were Tennessee quarterbacks before paid Manning? Like, well, you know, like they, you know, none of them were highly priced prospects, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, Dwayne Haskins was the first Ohio State quarterback drafted in the first round since Art Schleister in the 80s, like 82. Like the Actually, it might have even been before John Elway was drafted that season before that. Or it might have been the quarterback drafted after Elway or something. I don't know. It was a long-ass time. So it's like <laughs> nobody ever counts on these Ohio State quarterbacks being drafted in the first round. Like I would even contend – that Washington made a mistake of drafting Dwayne Haskins in the first round. That was not a first-round quarterback. Like, he was not as good as yeah, Cardell no. Jones. Like, that was obvious. Like, that was a dumb reach by the, the football team. I'm, that's their name now, so I'm going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that was a reach. I go, Justin Fields is way different than every one of those quarterbacks. And he was also a Georgia guy. Also, the school also had um, – that Go dogs. They had uh, Joe Burrow, who turned out pretty well. So it's yeah. like none of this stuff matters. Like I get it. Like yep, there. That's true. Ohio State quarterbacks have not worked out. All it takes is one. The only the only Ohio State quarterback I care about now is this one. And so yep. I'm very confident. I think that man, just looking at his attitude, just looking the way he commands huddles, and you know there was an anecdote about how he was correcting one of the receivers on his routes. Like, we weren't getting that before, yeah. especially now with our young quarterbacks. And so I just – I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm excited that we don't have the project this time. Like, we don't have the guy <laughs> yep. who, hey, like, he's got – he checks all these boxes of somebody who could be a good quarterback. That's a dangerous way to live. And God bless Kyle Shanahan. Good luck to you. I hope it works out. Actually, F the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have uh... – a third host on our OUS Fantasy Podcast. His name is Dave Campbell. Huge Vikings fan. I wouldn't let him on the show. I just wouldn't let him do it because he's a huge Vikings fan. What, the His, Kellen Mond ranking was too low? He was very <laughs> upset about the Kirk Cousins hate of number two. But anyway, oh, wow. he said he's, – He's one of those guys. He is one of those guys. He's one of those guys who's like, Kirk Cousins is 85% on a 30-yard line to the left, throwing into the wind. Like, he's really statistical about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But he says he hates fields. And he's like, you take Fields from Ohio State, you take the Bears who hates, or you take the Bears who just can't get a quarterback, you put them together, it's a failure. He just thinks it's such a failure because you take the two helmets and you put them together. Like, Adam, tell him he's wrong. He's wrong. It's ridiculous. Again, it, it just goes back to, like, you know, what Michigan quarterbacks had really thrived in the NFL. I mean, Jim McMahon, or excuse me, not Jim McMahon, um, Jim Harbaugh had some success, but it's like he wasn't tearing up the NFL. I always go back to this. Like, if this is the way that you want to evaluate quarterbacks, imagine 
if in 1998 the the Colts are sitting there at the top of the draft board and they got okay, we got a quarterback from Tennessee. There hasn't been a good quarterback from Tennessee ever, <laughs> but we've got this guy who played at Washington State. Now Washington State just recently had a Super Bowl MVP in uh, Mark Rippon. Washington State had Drew Bledsoe, who threw for 5,400 yards for the New England Patriots. We would be stupid not to take Leaf over Manning because Washington State quarterbacks, am I right? Like, that's what we do. <laughs> this stuff yeah. doesn't matter. Like, it's just it, – it, it's it's just the kind it's, of uh, like – To it me, it's been, like if, it, if a roulette wheel lands on seven one time, the next spin – it, it doesn't have a more or less of a chance of like landing on seven. Still has the same chance of right. hitting the same number. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a coin flip. Yeah, you exactly. Could, you, could, you could flip a coin fifteen times and have it land tails. That sixteenth time, it's still a fifty-fifty chance. Exactly of right. Tails. Yep. So that's the kind of, and especially if somebody who is so analytical doesn't see that. Like I was, like I was defending Kirk Cousins because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like there was the meme. At um, the meme of uh, Kirk Cousins, where the, the Viking social department um, tweeted out a, a, a video of Kirk Cousins rolling. I think it was rolling to his left, throwing the ball like, hey, complete this video. And it was supposed to be a Vikings fans filming themselves catching the football. <laughs> and um, so, of course, some hater goes out there and films. uh it's the video of a ball going over a receiver's head. Like, Are you the hater? <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't, okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't statistically accurate. It really was. And I don't know if it's left or right. Forgive me if I get it wrong. Yeah. But it was statistically incorrect because it was the way that it was Kirk Cousins' best. Like, Kirk Cousins at his best is rolling out to one side. I think it's left, even though he's going across his body. I think that's it. Like, he's almost perfect. Um Whatever it is. But it was like, it was statistically inaccurate. And I'm like, that's the kind of thing, like, you should, that person, your friend, what's his name, Dan? Or Dave. Campbell? Dave, Campbell. Dave, Dave Campbell. Yep. Dave Campbell should know <laughs> that that kind of stuff, like, you're analytical. You know that it's garbage just to sit there and rule out a guy goes, the Bears never had a good quarterback. Like, yeah, the Packers had gone generations without having good quarterback play. Of starting guys like Lynn Dickey. Or Dan Mikowski. And I know that there'll be Packard. Like, Aaron Nagler would be like, bro, like, Mikowski is actually... I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I get it, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, even Vikings... I oh, know they, they did do pretty well. The Vikings but, have done stupidly well with quarterbacks. And even, like, retreads. Like, if you go back... I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Jeff George oh, yeah. and Randall Cunningham. Like, Randall Cunningham was, like, an MVP. And uh, these, were re, these were guys... Who were retreads? Who played fantastic? So they've actually had a history of Cole Pepper. Even Cole Pepper was great until he came to Miami. Yeah, God, they've done well. Yeah, he, he hasn't. Say. If he hasn't tweeted it yet, I'm sure he's going to post the. Uh, I think I've seen him post it before. The Bears quarterbacks uh, hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards since the 16 game era. Blah blah blah. I'm sure Whatever. that's. He's got it queued up right now, just ready to go. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come yeah. across my phone. Whatever. Just be aware of those mentions. Yep. It's fine. <laughs> None of that stuff matters to me, though. It's all like, God, like it's all now water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. Like, okay, like you guys have never had a quarterback. Like, I know. Trubisky yeah. sucked. Like, okay. Hey, but we did this. You're like, you're right. Like, I don't care. Like, we've got, we've got the guy that we wanted. 
And I know a lot of the guys, like in our Tape Never Lies network, like a lot of guys really love Mac Jones. And yeah. I remember going on the show, I went on their show after the Justin Fields pick, and then everybody, to a, to a man, was just like, we love Justin Fields. Like, believe yeah. us, like we like Mac Jones, but like we're not stupid enough to not be into Justin Fields. And it really just comes down to, you know, feeling great about the quarterback that we have. I understand that a lot of this stuff is, you know, it could go either way. Like it, these quarterbacks are bust. And if it does, then I'll wear it. But like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, dampen my enthusiasm just because like Ohio state quarterbacks have statistically been terrible. Like I remember when Josh McCown was drafted and not Josh McCown, Cade McNown, excuse me. <laughs> and I, even as a lefty who likes, who likes UCLA, you're like, nah, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> I just, I just knew he was garbage. And people are like, well, UCLA, you know, they've had Troy yeah. Aikman. They've had, I'm like, God damn it. Like, this is not, not again. The way, this is not <laughs> the way this works. Okay. Like, he's not, just because he went to the same school as Troy Aikman does not mean that he's the same guy. And by the way, Troy Aikman started at Oklahoma. I go, I watched Cade McNown. Like he, like there was like that Miami game. Just, just, just knew it. Like, oh my God. Like, and by the way, UCLA was being so wishy-washy about it. I know like this was before you guys were born, but the game against Miami was, was washed out because of a hurricane and UCLA went undefeated. And then Miami's like, hey, we want to make this game up. And UCLA, who was going to go to the national championship game, they would have played they would have played Tennessee, the T. Martin Tennessee. Or Tennessee might not have made it to the – no, because Tennessee was undefeated too. So whoever Tennessee beat, that's who – yeah, UCLA would have replaced that team. So UCLA kind of didn't want to play it. And then they go down there, and Cade McNown, that team, Edron James ran for like 900 yards in that game. Edron James became like the fifth overall pick in the draft because of that UCLA defense. So then of course the bears draft Cade McNown. Cause of course they would. And all my, my dad was like super stoked. And I'm like, dad, like you watch, you watch this stuff. He's like, no, he's like, I really think that he's a, he's a good kid, good quarterback. I'm like, uh, dad, you know, you know, yeah. better. We saw him. <laughs> my dad's, my dad was like, uh, he loved watching Pac-12 foot, Pac-10 football. Um, and I'm like, you know, this guy's not good. But he was Man. he was undaunted. He was still hurt because Jake Plummer hadn't worked out. But I told him Jake Plummer was a matter of circumstance. Had Jake Plummer gone to the right situation, the Cardinals flipping ruined him. Jake the snake, baby. Because yeah. when he played with Shanahan, like if they would have never fired Shanahan and they just would have convinced – Jake did stick around. I know he wanted to go play handball and I know that his life changed um, after everything that happened with Pat that um, God, he was such a good quarterback. Like, Oh, that's, that's the one thing. I I think somebody tweeted this out not too long ago. Like who's the one guy that you will always go back on? Like if he had gone to the right situation and I know people always expect me to say Jay Cutler, but that's a big one, but I'm like, no, it's Jake. Jake was just such a goddamn winner. That if he had gone to the right situation with the right coach, God, he would have been such a great NFL quarterback. So the quarterback that you left off of your NFC North ranking, Aaron Rodgers, trade talks all about him. Yeah. You think he goes to Denver or where where are you thinking? 
He didn't show up to OTAs. By yeah. the way, this is, a, this is a Shannon Sharp call I want to see next. Yes. Shannon Sharp calls up Aaron Rodgers. That's the next one that needs to happen. Tweet that out. That's hilarious. That's can we get can we get Adam Rank to call Aaron Rodgers right now? Um, I wish I had him in my my phone. I would not tell him, him that you're on on air right now. Hey Aaron, are you out of Green Bay? Like, oh, that'd be so amazing. Like, no, tweet it out. That's funny. I um, the thing of it is, if I was Aaron Rodgers, and you're not going to give up all that money, I would show up for this stuff. I mean, OTAs, if they're not going to fine you for it, I, would sh- I wouldn't show up. Like, if you can get away with not showing up and it's free, like, okay. I mean, kind of every player does, don't they? Right. Like, Deshaun Watson didn't do it and yeah. all this stuff. I would say that he, if I were him, I'd say go the Jalen Ramsey route, where you show up to training camp and all of a sudden your back hurts or your hamstring hurts or something like that, and then you oh. – just go through the motions of like, no, man, I don't think I can give it a go. I know your teammates would end up hating you. Um, they probably do already anyways. But I would just be like, yeah, I can't go. And then force them that way because that way if they're still paying you, like you could literally make them pay you to sit out. Like you don't have to hold out. Like Jalen Ramsey showed you the way. Yeah. And I don't agree with what Jalen Ramsey did, but I mean like that's – he got away with it. He got his wish. Tony had to trade him. And he sparred with – that's another thing, too. Like, you sparred with Tony Khan, who's, like, one of the nicest guys ever. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Tony But, yeah, Khan. that's what I would do with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I want to be hopeful that he's gone. And Denver makes so much sense. Like, the super team. Or do Las Vegas. Like, I think that there's a better chance that he ends up with the Raiders – than the Broncos. And I know people will be like, why are you haranguing Derek Carr? It's like, no, it's because, no, it's because Derek Carr is a good quarterback that this works because the, the Raiders, back, yeah, yeah, the Raiders can sit because like, if you're the Broncos and I think that the, the, the Packers might look at this of like, Jordan loves, not ready. Derek Carr can obviously play, play at a high level uh, at the NFL. So you can just say, look, we'll give you Derek Carr. We'll give you some first-round picks. We'll take Aaron Rodgers. Then also find a way to get Julio Jones to, to Las Vegas. Oh. And you just sort of somehow make this <laughs> all a thing. And Because then Derek goes to Green Bay. He's their starter. He's played with Devontae Adams. They still have a great relationship. I think that's probably the most likely. Like That makes the most yeah. sense to me. Sense. And I think that that's why Aaron had identified – Las Vegas is a place that he wanted to go. And I don't think that he was being dismissive of Derek Carr. I think he was just realizing that's a good piece to trade to get back. So I don't want to see Derek in the division because D- David and I are friends. Actually, I'm <laughs> sort of I'm friendly with the, all the cars. But, um, but yeah, I, I would hate to have to battle David like that. But they're like the nicest family, though. That's also a thing. Man, I would hate <laughs> to see Aaron. Not It's a good fit in Vegas, but... I wanted this guy to have a superstar. He has Devontae Adams, don't get me wrong. But Sutton and Judy are just way more sexy to me. And throwing Noah Fant, I just want to see him in Denver and see what, what that offense can do. Because I'm not sold on Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. No, I'm in on that. I'm just saying that Julio goes with him wherever they go. That'd be nice. I would take that. That way then. he has that superstar. It was, fun to see, it was funny in the uh, Dynasty draft to see these Broncos wide receivers go for way more than they, you thought they should be worth just off the hypothetical yeah. that Rodgers could land there. 
No, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see people overdrafting them. Oh, yeah. I overpaid on Sutton myself. <laughs> I took the injury discount, and I was like, I got to get one of them just in case. Oh, 100%. You got to have some of that action. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to be at that craps table. You got to have money down. Yeah. It's like Davey's first auction draft of all time, and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to spend all my money on this guy. I don't know if he's going to work out, but yeah, let's do it. it. That's what – Yeah. I love the gumption, Davey. I went oh, nuts on Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, and then I had no money left for anyone else. I was just like, oh, crap. Like, I, I took the super flex thing way too, like, yeah. to heart, and I was like, I got to have the two best QBs. Like, give me two great dynasty QBs. And then I was like, oh, shit, I don't have a penny left. You're set for <laughs> years, though. You're fine. Yeah. I went nuts on CMC and Mahomes, and I'm like, all right, I'm done for a yeah. couple of days. I'm just yeah. going to let y'all spend all your money. The beginning, too, yeah. Yeah, you gotta. That's the way to do it. You're fine. Stars and studs, man. That's what you do. See, I just do redraft, so I don't know any of this whole (laughs) dynasty fan. Got to get in with us, man. How many leagues do you play, Rank? Oh my gosh, I just activated. I activated three leagues today on the NFL Network platform because I always get sucked into these leagues. Like, ah, let's do a league. Like, okay, let's do it, and you throw it together, (laughs) and uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I did one last year with uh, the guys from some of the guys from impact and uh it was really cool and of all people james jones beat me for the title i'm like (laughs) jesus christ like i gotta lose to a packer here too (laughs) one thing where i have an advantage um but i was up in the 20s last year doing the fishbowl and like a lot of that cool stuff so it's yeah there's a lot of leagues still waiting for my fishbowl invite you know just still waiting oh man (laughs) maybe next year no way no big deal (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm about 15 leagues deep mostly dynasty though because it's easier to manage my dynasty leagues redraft about four i can't i can't do more than that but redraft is so fun because you have the draft days and like the planning and like what are we going to do yeah. who wants yeah. to go to vegas oh yes like who yeah. wants yeah. to go to vegas i'm, I'm the commissioner the right now for sure i'm the commissioner of my league and uh, we do point per first down because i hate ppr because it's a pointless stat yeah. Um, what platform do you use that has point for first down? Um, Yahoo. Oh shoot. Okay. I gotta get on our. I gotta get on our engineers to make sure that that so, becomes a thing. We got our nice little trophy here. Sick. Oh yeah. There you go. So, yeah, that was my pointless plug of the Dirty <laughs> Dozen Fantasy League. <laughs> I didn't think we were bringing out trophies. I had my last place trophy from a couple of years ago, still sitting on my fridge. <laughs> it's still sitting up there. Um, yeah, we. Um, gosh, man, like I do a crazy, me and Davey actually co our co-own a team where it's like crazy oh points, like 300, most, 300 yards, you get a thousand points, man. you oh, get a 75 yard touchdown, you get 40 points. It's like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're just drafting you, guys that have fun. If your QB throws for 299 yards or less, you lose. If they throw for 300 yards or more, you're going to win. Like that's pretty oh much it. Gosh. Yeah. I hate <laughs> leagues like that. That was it's my first insane. super flex league. And I, I gave up after that year. I was like, there's oh, no yeah. point. It's like our team was a super team in regular leagues, but in this league particular, yeah. it was like the worst team of all time. It's like we have oh, Julio, yeah. AJ Brown, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs. Like where could we go wrong? Oh wait, none of them get a hundred yards, or none of them throw for yeah, three hundred yeah. yards. So what's the point? It's, oh yeah, it was. It got us good. It makes Kamara kind of useless because he doesn't rush for a hundred or receive for a hundred. He's just like right. eighty and eighty. So he's not yeah. really a first round pick. It's kind of weird. I don't like those leagues. Yeah, but it's good to know. That I, I think that's a good point of, like, you should always know your scoring system. Oh, yeah. And draft accordingly. Because I do a league 
where quarterbacks, it's weighted for quarterbacks, just like you guys are saying, not as, you know, not with a thousand points, but it's, it's a league where you cannot do something where you're waiting on a quarterback. Like you've mm-hmm. got to lock up and make sure you have one of the best. And last year, Oh, I've lost this league twice. Cause my quarterback, like last year I had Jalen hurts and Tom Brady on my team in week 16. And I'm like, Oh, like I'm so afraid of Tom Brady handing the ball off to Leonard Fournette 40 times that I don't want to start him <laughs> against Detroit. Like, had I known that Bruce Arians was going to let him go and throw six touchdowns? Because it's like, it's one of those games where you're looking at it. And in my, my rankings that week, I had Jalen Hurts, number one, Tom Brady, number two. So I had, like, if you listen to me, unless you are in my very exact situation, you made the right call. Because I was telling everybody to start Tom Brady. The only reason I favored Jalen Hurts was because, like, ah, the Buccaneers could really just be beating the S out of this team, and they pull the pull it back. Now, they were beating the crap out of them. They did not pull it back. Um, so that was a huge mistake <laughs> on my part. By the way, like, Jalen Hurts did not fumble that football. Like, that's what it came down to. Like, I lost because, like, Jalen Hurts, if that fumble did not happen, they didn't call it a fumble. As, I mean, I can understand where they got confused with his knee being on the goddamn ground. But <laughs> if that or if, or if uh, Young Way Koo. Ooh, that was our guy. Yeah. That was our guy, man. That, if, he, if he would have made that kick, I would have won. Oh, he was scoring like 50 points per game in that fan, in that. <laughs> In that league that we're in that we call, oh, yeah. like kickers, you kick one over fifty yards, and it's like a thousand points. You're done. Yeah. You're done. I don't play with kickers or defense in any league I play in, except for that one crazy no. league. And we just eliminated the luck factor. I can't handle it. Yeah. So yeah, the kickers and D. So Josh Kimmel also hosts, and we've heard that you're a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, he hosts Real Talk Wrestling with the Say It Again Network, and I know he has a few wrestling questions for you before we let you go here. All right, hold on. My wife Josh, was my wife was uh, messing up my background, so I had to take this. Was this is usually displayed? Oh no! Yeah, be fr- I gotta end it. No, that, that's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my uh, Ric Flair. It's a brewery shirt. It's oh, like, it's are like, you a WWE mark? You don't like AEW? Well, I was gonna ask you about Double or Nothing this weekend. What's your favorite match of the week? Or what, what are you looking forward to? I'm hoping Kenny Omega squashes Cassidy. I like Pac. He's okay. But Orange Cassidy, I'm not a mark of that guy. I'm a WWE guy. Well, yeah, Orange yeah. Cassidy's the man. This little thing. Oh, my God. No, Orange bro. Cassidy's the best. <laughs> yes. he's, he's got a unique character. Oh, yes, I do love it. Josh's people soul. In. It really does turn off a lot of people who – it turns off a lot of WWE marks. Like, the indie people love him because everybody recognizes, like, oh, yeah, like, we know him. We've watched him come up, so it's exciting to see him on a national stage. He appeals to people who don't like wrestling because they're like, who is this idiot who's just doing yes. that thing? And then, but the WWE marks are the only ones who are like, we hate him so much. We can't. <laughs> I got into a huge fight today on Twitter from like Kenny Omega versus Randy Orton. And I'm like, me, I prefer Randy Orton. I like how it's he's methodical, every move matters. He's not doing 30 V-triggered knee kicks to the face every match. Like, every move means something. Where in the AEW match, or Kenny Omega or anything, they're just doing super kicks, knees, power bombs, 
cutters. Like, come on, guys. Like, can we make can we make a move mean something? This is every this is every uh, WWE yes. fans lament. Anytime a match goes over three minutes, you guys get bored. Like, you can't watch New Japan or anything. Like, sorry that we're gonna sit here and make you watch a wrestling match for forty minutes. Like, it's I don't know. I always find it exciting. I know that they've dumbed it. Like, it is weird. I remember being a little kid. I was probably, God, I was like six or seven. And uh, I was watching WWE Superstars, or maybe it was the Saturday Night Main Event. And Jake the Snake DDT'd Ricky Steamboat on the cement, like pulled up the mat Ooh. and DDT'd him on the cement. And I remember going to school the, ne- or the, the next Monday. It had to be a Monday. It had to be a Saturday. It was either Superstars or Saturday Night's Main Event. And going to school, and everybody, like, we were sitting there. Like, there was this little crew at Coronita Elementary School, like, where we would just huddle. Be like, oh, my God. Like, I think Jake the Snake. Like, I don't think that was planned. And <laughs> that on purpose. And, like, oh. A little conspiracy corner. And, you know, like, the whole thing. Like, how. Like, oh, my God. Like, we were worried. Like, praying for, you know, praying for Ricky Steamboat that he's okay. And just the whole thing of, like, now that's a transition move. In, like, wrestling now. Like, oh, DDT on the concrete, and the guy kicks out it, too. Like, I understand that. <laughs> but this is still a Wild West stunt show. Like, it's still, you're you're watching the, it, it's a stunt show. Yes. And they're yep. going to do a lot of moves. And I know, and it's exhausting, and it, it's exhilarating. Like, I remember going to a New, New Japan show in Long Beach, and when you're watching it live, like, all these moves that you think are going to finish, you're like, oh, that's got to be it. Like, how draining it is. Like, it's really exciting, and I like that form of wrestling. So I don't disagree with you on Randy Orton in the sense that, like, he's kind of under – he's kind of overlooked as a performer. Like, I really do – I'll, I'll agree with you that, like, Randy Orton doesn't get enough credit for how good he is as a wrestler. Like, I think that people poop on him way too much because of his, you know, some of his uh, pooping being the operative word there. Uh, for yeah. whatever reason, they don't like Randy Orton. He's a slow say, and methodical. That's what they don't like. They I want think, flips. Uh, I think Orton. Uh, I'll buy the, I have to admit to my wife's a Randy Orton mark, but um, who is? I think that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it is. I think the work that he did with Christian back in the day, mm-hmm. when he bloodied him, and you know that whole scene where overtaking Christian's moment, but like, I really just showed, I, 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 Randy Orton is underappreciated, but don't be stupid with the whole, like, he's not better than Kenny Omega like this. Okay. Take, All take, right. your, take your dub, <laughs> take your dub and, uh, but still recognize like, dude, Kenny Omega is pretty incredible. He's great. But could you agree that Roman's better heel than Kenny at, the, at this moment right now? Roman's a better heel. Well, I think it's because of the audiences that you play to. Like, Roman Reigns is a perfect WWE heel right now. Like, I agree with all that. I think Kenny Omega is still, like, no matter what he does, is AEW marks, like, we like him too much. Like, that's it's a problem with the Young Bucks. Like, we, I'm sorry. Like, it's cute that you guys are doing this, <laughs> but it's like, we like you too much. Right. I'm not going to be mad at you. If I see Matt Jackson... At Disneyland, I'm still gonna want to go take a photo with him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's cool, but it's like we like it. Yeah, yeah. I, for heels, I think Roman Reigns is doing a great job. I, I still, my friends wouldn't let me do it, 
But when we were going to that New Japan show, I said, I'm going to I'm going to show up in a Roman. I'm buying a Roman Reigns T-shirt to wear. They're like, no, dude, you can't. I'm like, I want to do it. And my friends literally were like, we're not letting you do this. Like my friend was like, I will literally tear it off your body. Like, I will not allow you to wear this Roman. Please do not wear it. Because I always say because I was I was of the mind of um, like you go to uh, you go to WWE shows. Or you used to. I did. And, uh, but, like, no, you go and, like, you'll yeah. see New Japan stuff. And people, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I have to prove to people that I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a real wrestling fan. Yes. So I'm going to wear, like, a Will Osprey T-shirt or something. Or I've got the Rainmaker T-shirt on. And, I've, and my friend said to me, like, you never do that. Like, every time you go to a WWE show, the most contrarian you'll ever be is wearing a CM Punk shirt. But it's always a WWE-licensed CM Punk shirt. So you're not that person. So we can't allow you to go to this new Japan show in a Roman <laughs> Reigns shirt. You know, I went to Mania. This I went to Mania. I live in Tampa. And I could not stop counting the Young Buck t-shirts or the Omega t-shirts. Like, it was everywhere. And I'm just sitting here in our basic, like, I, I go to local breweries, put out wrestling shirts like this Ric Flair one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wearing something like that. And I'm like, I used to be that guy. I used to wear Machine Gun Kelly shirts. Or, not Machine Gun yeah. Kelly's, the Motor, Motor City Machine Gun. Guns. I used to wear TNA shirts. Like, I used to wear Christian Cage, Samoa Joe, two oh, wrestling, yeah. to WWE events. I used to be that guy. But I'm like, no, I'm just going to take my kids because I have two little girls and like, they love Sasha Banks. I'm like, we're just going to wear Sasha Banks shirts because we love Sasha Banks. And we're here to I'm watch the WWE. I'm with you. I think that's the most appropriate thing to do. And I would encourage anybody. Like, you're not – I'm actually turned off by the guy who has to wear the new Japan shirt at a WWE show. Like, you're there. Like, we like wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, it's <laughs> not a big deal. I remember I remember it's something Cody Rhodes once said to me. He said, first of all, never name drop because that's unbecoming. No. Uh, <laughs> but he was like – I'm like, oh, is it a big deal if, like, he's – like I kind of like this person or whatever. He's like I. He's like I still like wrestling. Like I still have friends in the WWE. Like it, we're not going to be upset if you're tweeting about WrestleMania. Like that's cool. Like he's like I'm gonna probably like. I, he's like I won't be tweeting about it. He's like I'll be watching it. Or he didn't even. I don't even think he said he was gonna watch it. But he's like I'm not upset at anybody. Like he's like I don't think you're less of a fan of us because you're enjoying wrestling. Like people love wrestling. And I'm like that's the way it should be. Yep. So all of that has just gone over top of my head. <laughs> um, you said your name dropped. I don't know who Cody Rhodes is. I'll leave uh, it there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just completely over top of my head. Um, but anyway, we do want to thank you for coming on. We appreciate you yeah, coming on and talking time. with us. Oh, no, thank you. Sorry that I talk too much. Oh, no, it's, it's perfect. a habit of mine. We, we love it when guests come on and talk. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank and you. hopefully we'll have you on soon. Yeah, let's do it yep. again. Thanks, Thank Rick. You. Appreciate you, brother. I mean, after four cancellations, let's do it again after that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks, Got Adam, it. man. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Later. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. Chumba. The DMV. Number 97. Or. Chumba. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.